Praise the Lord, it is Good Friday, and I know that for some, for a number of years, the question, and especially if one is not an ardent uh, follower of Christ, then you will begin to question what is so good about Good Friday. But I think that majority of us understand what that means, Good Friday. And we can trace back this all the way to what transpired in the Garden of Eden when both Adam and Eve transgressed against God, disobeyed his instruction not to eat of the fruit. And the Bible lets us know that from that time on, sin went out into the world. The reality is that you and I were not there but nonetheless, as a result of one man's sin, sin entered into the world. We are a part of the Adamic family. That was the first family. So as a result of what transpired, you and I became recipient of that. And um, usually when I'm explaining this concept, I often go back to a situation of a virus and uh, please excuse me I'm not intended to be insensitive but this has always been the way that I have explained it and I've always explained it from this viewpoint that if you walk in an environment where someone has a very terrible virus and uh, even though your immune system is good what happens is that that virus is so strong that it can break down your immune system and automatically you are infected. So that is how, uh, when, you, when you want to think about how sin affected you, how it affected me, even though we were not there, then we can always use that analogy. And again, I apologize if anyone have lost them, some um, loved one and um, by any means this is not intended to be insensitive. I have been sharing um, for the last two days on this particular chapter in Luke 22. Uh, yesterday was considered Holy Thursday. It was the last day leading up to crucifixion, which is today being Good Friday. And so uh, most of what I'm going to be reading had to do with Holy Thursday. It says, Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, called the Passover, was approaching. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus. For they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand it over, to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. 
follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, this is verse 14, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds a fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And uh, I just want to focus for a minute or two, <clears throat> excuse me, on the beginning of chapter 22. Judas was with Jesus for three and a half years. Judas knew Jesus' portfolio. He knew the places that he would go. He knew the things that he would do and have done. Jesus sat at Jesus' feet for three and a half years. He knew where he slept. He knew a lot about Jesus. The disciples had privilege to more information, direct contact with Jesus than anyone else because they were on his inner circle. I believe that Judas, as the other disciples, had the opportunity to have things clarified if they misunderstood something, if they didn't think that something that was said, that they embraced it, then it was an opportunity. They had the opportunity to talk with the, the, the teacher, the rabbi. They had the opportunity to talk with Jesus. So we're not talking about some a set of people or an individual in this case as Judas who did not have this privilege. He was on the inner circle. Many of us have lots of friends, but there are a few that are in the inner circle that you can relate with and you can interact with and you can share and you can have a dialogue and any misconception can be ironed out. But hear what Judas did. The Bible said that Judas, that he went to the offices of a temple guard. So I'm capturing this image. And for, for, for some reason, I know that where the temple guards were, where the temple, it was not anywhere close to where Jesus was. Yes, in, in Jerusalem, believe me, the, the, the different towns and areas are very close by. But Judas would not have risked leaving from a, 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 um, an inner setting to go to the temple guard if it was in clear view. Capture that. Judas left the presence of Jesus. He went to the temple guard. And here what follows. The Bible says that he discussed. And when you discuss something, understand that it has details it has specific instruction it has the do's and the don'ts discuss not only did he discuss the bible said that he consented so during the discussion i am sure that the 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 temple guards 
gave their feedback, gave their understanding, gave their expectation. And, and after both of them analyzing in that moment, Judas consented. And here is the most evil part of it. The Bible said that Judas watched for an opportunity to hand over Jesus to them when no crowd was present. So this was a, a, a orchestrated move by Judas. He went, discussed, consented, and watched. Watched so diligently, carefully planned to hand Jesus over when no crowd was present. Because as long as the crowd was present, it would create a problem. Because everywhere Jesus went, he was doing good. And the crowd recognized that this was a man who cared for even the women who had no place in society there. I want to go down to verse 14. It says, when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined in the chair. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover. The Passover, as many of us know, came out of Egypt when the death angel was going to pass over and Jesus told him to kill a spotless lamb and to put the blood on the doorpost. And he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Jesus was going to be that sacrificial lamb. He was going to be that perfect lamb. So the lamb that was slain in the Old Testament was, uh, was symbolic, was a type of Christ, a type of crucifixion that was to come. So any lamb that was offered, any animal that was offered in the Old Testament had to be without spot and blemish. No, no, no defect had to be on it. And Jesus Christ being the perfect lamb in the New Testament represented, was a model of that which was uh, acted out and done in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus. And Jesus said, I have eagerly, I want to understand that Jesus is a son of God, as you know. Jesus knew that that was the last time he was going to have the Passover with them. Jesus knew it was the last time he was going to wash their feet. Jesus knew it was the last time he was going to have the opportunity to laugh. Because I'm sure there were moments that they laughed and, you know, talk. It was the last time he was going to physically touch them in that way. It was the last time he was going to be their friend and their Lord and Savior in that capacity. He said, I have eagerly. And I'm just looking at how this is presented, that Jesus was eager to have this pass over. Because remember what I started out by saying, what took place in the Garden of Eden. If Jesus, if Jesus remained on earth, then our redemptive plan would have been in jeopardy. He had to go in order that the redemptive plan of the Father could be kicked in, could be activated. As a result of one man's sin, sin entered into the world. But as a result of one man's death, we have life more abundantly. This death was going to be symbolic. This death would mean that the law would be fulfilled and no longer would we have to go to the, the priest to have our sacrifice um, being, being done on our behalf. But we would now have the opportunity to go into the presence of Almighty God. Jesus said, I am eager. Jesus wanted to ensure that our redemptive plan, the opportunity to be with him, would have been achieved. 
because he said later down in in, ver, in that in that verse he said i will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of god and that is why he says that i think it's john 14 that you know i have gone to prepare a place for you that where i am there ye may be also he wanted us there and he still does but he said i have eagerly desired to eat this bread eagerly desired to spend the last hour with his disciples but look what Judas was eager to do in the last moment. Watched for an opportunity to hand over Jesus. When no one, when no crowd was present. And I realized that in this moment where Jesus was with his disciple, it must have been a heart-rending situation. Yes, good on one side good friday because he's gonna die for the sins of the world because no one was found worthy to but jesus jesus spent his last hour with his disciple breaking bread and being with them in the company today i'm encouraging someone to just look closely again into luke 22 there are other places that is in, in other parts of the um, the New Testament, the Gospels that it's written, but I, I, I like Luke 22. So I want to encourage someone today to take another look at what Jesus did for all of us. Let today be that moment of reflection where you recognize what he has done for all of us. And I just pray today, Lord, that someone who has not yet accepted you as Lord and Savior will recognize that what you did over 2,000 years ago, that it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. That they recognize, my God, that it wasn't. It wasn't an easy time. But you did it, nonetheless. You did it for us. Thank you. 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 Thank you.